Lord, just his faithfulness and his goodness in this season and in this time and, and everything that he's saying and, and everything that he is blessing us with. What a wonderful, 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 wonderful God that we serve. Hallelujah. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful God that we, we adore. There's nobody like our God. Nobody can save like he saves. Hallelujah. Nobody can deliver like he delivers. Nobody can set free like he sets free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, so, so we bless him. We bless him. Certainly, amen. You may be seated. Uh, may be seated. We are, we are certainly in a, in a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time in God where he's doing so many tremendous things in our midst, even as a people. Um, the Lord has, in a sense, lasered Isaiah 60, put a laser on Isaiah 60, and, and, and told us that this is the, uh, the day called Isaiah 60 for us. Amen. That, that arise and shine, for thy light is come. For darkness covers the earth and deep darkness the people. But my light shall be seen upon thee. My glory shall be seen upon thee. And so we're in the hour of Isaiah 60. Amen. And, but, but then the Bible goes on to say, and it ties back into what we kicked off consecration with. The Bible goes on to say that Jesus was 40 days and nights. He was tempted of the enemy in the wilderness. And after that temptation, glory be to God, that he now entered into the synagogue, as was his custom, in the power of the Spirit. He was in the power of the Holy Ghost. And he gets out the book. He turns the pages to the book of Isaiah chapter 61 and says, The Spirit of the Lord thy God is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek, Bind the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captive. And this day, this word is fulfilled in your hearing. We're in the hour of Isaiah 60, and we're about to touch the fulfillment of Isaiah 61. Amen. We're in the hour of Isaiah 60, but within that hour, the fulfillment. In this, in your hearing, this word is fulfilled. Amen. And so I want to deal with you about some of the things that God has now declared for me to release as fulfillment. Um, um, you know, last month was an amazing month for us. It was probably, you know, in my 12 years of pastoring here, one of the most uh, pastoring this church and leading this church, probably one of the most amazing months I've ever experienced in God corporately as a people with the people of God. On a corporate scale, as God released uh, our measures of adulation on us that gave us grace to now go after him and bless him and express worship in him in ways that we have never in our lives. Many of us, and because of that, we begin to be touched and hear God in ways we never heard nor been touched by God in our lives. Amen. Given it shall be given unto you. 
Amen. And so, so that was an amazing and amazing month. And I sense what the Lord wants to do this month. And I, I begin to hear what the Lord wants to declare over this month. What this month will be. And I believe we'll find it as we just continue. We're in Isaiah 60. We're going to continue on to Isaiah 61. Very familiar scripture. I want to jump right in this and, and really, 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 really. Um, I believe that this is the blessing of the Lord and this is the word of God for us right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse number 1. I want to go there. It's a very, very familiar text. Uh, but the Lord's going to, to truly bring out some things that I believe are now for us. Isaiah 61 and verse number 1. It reads... The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, verse 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Amen. Verse number four, and then we'll, we'll jump into it. And they shall build the old waste, and they shall raise up the former desolations. The big question should be, who is the they that shall be the builders? I want to talk about those that are actually the builders. Because the builders have a they attached to it. It ain't everybody. It's a they. And they shall build the old waste. And they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. Father, we just thank you, and we just bless you right now for the spirit of the living God that comes in this place to make the word flesh in our midst. We understand that the word was never intended to be ver just verbal, but the word was made flesh. We understand that the word was never meant just to be on paper, but the word became flesh. Look, God, we understand that the word is not logos, but we understand that it's rhema. And so, look, God, we just bless you and we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus for the word made flesh in our midst. Let the word tabernacle with your people, even on this morning, and bring us into a greater reality of the kingdom of the living God. We bless you and we thank you right now that it is so in the mighty name of Jesus. All God's people said amen. Amen. You may be seated in the house of God. I want to point something out that I think that we have now overlooked as far as Gabriel, the function of the anointing and what the anointing makes us able to do. Now, first of all, I want to say this. Jesus Christos, and I said it, but I want to repeat it. That word Christ means the anointed. 
It means the anointed. Amen. When he comes, when he says, I'm going to come back and there shall be many that claim that I am the Christ. That not many that claim that I am Jesus. They're not going to claim that they're Jesus. They're going to claim that they're the anointing. All right. There's going to be many false anointings, many things that parade as anointing or anointed that is not anointing. Why? Because anointing destroys yoke. It does not release behavior management. Amen. But we'll call things anointing, amen, that help people manage behaviors that they never get delivered from. That's not the anointing. But many shall come and say, this is the anointing. Five steps to stop being so stressed out and say, that's the anointing. Three steps to be a better a husband and say, that's the anointing. Glory be to God. No, no, that ain't the anointing. That's you trying to train an old nature. Amen. And so the anointing, the anointing is a transformative, it is a transformative force in, in the, it, uh, it is a transformative force in, embodied in Jesus Christ. Right. To say someone is anointed or has the anointing on them is to say Jesus is on that man. It's to say Jesus is on that woman. And if Jesus ain't on that man and Jesus ain't on that woman, they are not anointed. They might be charismatic. They might be intellectual. They might be able to rally people. They might be great administrators. They might be great financial advisors. But they are not anointed. The anointing is a man. Amen? And and for, for, for us, and our challenge is... We have so emphasized the anointing to be a yoke destroyer. Uh-huh. We have so emphasized, Sister Lord, the anointing to be the thing that liberates and to freeze. But I believe, uh, free us, but I believe we've neglected to emphasize the anointing in this function. I'm going to say these two verses, and I want to point this out. In, in Isaiah 61, uh, in verse number 1, it goes on to say, to uh, the, the spirit of the Lord that God is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek, bind the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty, proclaim liberty, proclaim, everybody say proclaim. proclaim, proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening or proclaim, and proclaim the opening of the prison doors to them that are bound. Verse number two, to proclaim, everybody say proclaim, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. We have not, we have underemphasized the anointing's function in empowering proclamation. The anointing functions to empower proclamation, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to proclaim the opening of the prison doors, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, liberty to the captives doesn't just come. Liberty to the captives is proclaimed. The captives never get liberty if it's not proclaimed. In other words, prison doors aren't just open for them that are bound. Prison doors are being opened, are proclaimed, and then the bound experience open doors. The day of the Lord doesn't just come. The day of the Lord is proclaimed. We do not wait to experience the day of the Lord. If we don't proclaim it, we will never experience it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim. The anointing upon us positions us in a place of proclamation. See, what we don't understand is the 
anointing, there's been an outpouring upon us. The outpouring did not come. The outpouring was proclaimed. We have been experiencing anointing of adulation. Adulation didn't just come. Adulation was proclaimed. We have been experiencing a greater measure of passion for Jesus. Passion didn't just come. Passion was proclaimed. If outpouring is never proclaimed, outpouring never comes. If adulation is never proclaimed, adulation never comes. If passion is never proclaimed, passion never comes. The anointing gives you the ability to begin to operate in a posture of proclamation. The spirit of the Lord that God is upon me to proclaim. Liberty to the captives. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. To proclaim my children are filled with the Holy Ghost. To proclaim my mama is healed. To proclaim breakthrough within my life. To proclaim I am free. The spirit of God is upon me to proclaim. Not wait for it. To proclaim. So, so, so this is what we must understand. The anointing gives us an inheritance called proclamation. The anointing gives us, don't, I'm not telling, saying that every believer can walk around proclaiming, naming and claiming. No, 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 no. That's not what that verse says. When the, the, if the spirit of God, if you're wearing God's spirit, you can proclaim. That's not for everybody. That's for those who the spirit of the Lord is upon. Amen. So the anointing doesn't come upon us to wait for breakthrough. The anointing comes upon us to proclaim breakthrough. The anointing doesn't come upon us to wait for revival. The anointing comes upon us to proclaim revival. The anointing doesn't come upon us to wait for diabetes to be healed. The anointing comes upon us to declare a sugar service to break the bondage of diabetes. The anointing comes to proclaim what if we waited for we would never experience. Thank you, Lord. We must, please hear me, we must embrace the anointing in his function to empower our proclamation. The anointing is his. It's, it, it, we, we must uh, uh, embrace the anointing in his function because the anointing ain't an it. The anointing ain't the ability to make you laugh. The anointing ain't the ability to get you charged up. The anointing is a man. And he ain't on everybody. Amen? Everybody say to proclaim. Kara. To proclaim. Kara. It means literally this, and this so bless me. It means to cause to meet. When we proclaim, we're causing ourselves to meet what we're proclaiming. To proclaim means to summons. It, it, it means like to tell my son, come here. When I'm proclaiming, I am making a summons. It is to call aloud by name. Glory be to God. I can speak all day and Mika won't come to me. But if I now proclaim Mika's name and I say, Mika, come here. Glory be to God. I guarantee she's going to get up and come. He, now, Mika could be in here and I not experience her if I don't proclaim her. See, there's healing sitting in the house. But if there's no anointing and nobody to proclaim it, it never comes. There is breakthrough sitting in the house. But if there's no anointing to proclaim it, you have to call it by name under the anointing. There's all 
type of stuff sitting in here waiting for its name to be called. It literally means this, to proclaim. Now, this is the one that really messed me up. To proclaim, and I, I hope y'all been watching the news. I hope y'all been in, in watching the news because it's, a lot of this has been going on in the news. To proclaim means to subpoena. To proclaim is the subpoena. Y'all better start watching the news sometimes. To, it, it literally, we can call say, to that verse is to subpoena liberty to the captives. To subpoena the opening of prison doors. <laughs> to them that about, I almost ran around my desk after I wrote this. To subpoena the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. The anointing by way of proclamation gives us permission to begin to subpoena the promises of God. Do you understand what subpoena means? It is a written order commanding a person to come to court and give testimony. Now we hear what I'm saying. It is a written statement, a legal statement saying you must come and testify. I'm here to tell you when the anointing is upon us, we can can subpoena revival and outpouring. We can demand revival and outpouring to show up and give a testimony. Somebody's going to get a testimony from revival. Somebody's going to get a testimony from breakthrough because through proclamation we subpoena it and you must come and give us a testimony. Through oh, glory be to God. Because of the anointing we are subpoenaing. We, we are subpoenaing the healing of diabetes. The healing of diabetes has to come and testify. There has to be a testimony in the house of somebody who got free from diabetes because God found the people under the anointing to make the proclamation. My God, we've subpoenaed the breakthrough in blood. We got a Boshanda. We've subpoenaed deliverance in female issues. My God, it's just a matter of time before they have to show up to court and give a testimony. My God, we're about to be given many testimonies. Testimonies of freedom. Testimonies of breakthrough. Testimonies of outpouring. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We meet manifestation through proclamation. Did y'all hear what I just said? We meet manifestation through proclamation. We encounter promises by proclaiming promises as the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now watch this. I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Isaiah 61, verse number 2, I'm going to repeat this. It says here, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Y'all notice that? Right. Then it goes into explaining exchanges. Okay. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, but then the text switches and starts focusing on exchanges. Beauty for ashes. Right. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Why? Because the atmosphere of exchange is produced by the power of proclamation. Right. Pro proclamation releases an atmosphere of exchange. When men begin to proclaim what thus saith the Lord, people enter into a place where they can start making exchanges. Okay. 
it now produces, watch this, an atmosphere of exchange. Now, and I want y'all to know this, and I'm going to go back to that. Because proclamation ties into an atmosphere of exchange. But I want you to notice something. It says the acceptable year of the Lord is directly connected to the day of vengeance of our God. Right. To, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. But vengeance ain't what we think. God's vengeance ain't what we made it. There's a difference between God's vengeance and God's judgment. He is not talking about his judgment here. We are not to declare the, the judgment of God. That's not what he's saying. He says we are to declare the day, or, or, or the day, the acceptable year of the Lord or the day of vengeance of our God. The day of vengeance of our God, watch this, is making us acceptable. Making us acceptable is God's vengeance against the enemy. I came to declare, I'm getting vengeance against the enemy by making you acceptable. The acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance. He's not trying to get revenge on us. He's trying to get revenge on who separated us from him. That's the day of vengeance when he makes me acceptable. Now watch this, I'm going to show it to you. Put this slide up and then I'm going to move on. Vengeance is God making us acceptable. All right. Yes, Lord. Put that slide up. Watch this, I want to show you this. And I'm going to move on. I'm going to speed up in a minute. Thank you, Lord. A couple of things I want to show. Put that slide up real, real fast. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6, if they don't get it up yet, it says, it it talks about a, a couple of scriptures. First of all, Isaiah 61 verse 2 and 3 says to declare the acceptable year of the Lord, right? If you look at the next one, the next verse or the next text, Ephesians 1 and 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. You don't have to get accepted. You've already been made accepted. (laughs) Made accepted. Right. In the beloved, First Peter chapter two verse five. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Everybody say acceptable, acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. God, through His sacrifice, made un, uh, unacceptable sacrifices acceptable. And I hope you understand what I'm saying. Making us acceptable is God's vengeance against Satan, who used temptation of sin to make us unacceptable. Please follow what I'm saying. He makes us acceptable in an atmosphere of exchange produced by the power of proclamation. The Spirit of the Lord that I got to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Uh, the acceptable, but He doesn't make us acceptable without proclamation. There must be a proclamation. You, 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 you're not made acceptable by reading. There must be a proclamation. You're not by, you're not by wishful thinking. There must be a proclamation. To, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So he makes us acceptable in atmospheres of exchange produced by the power of proclamation. The Father's vengeance, watch this, is exercised by taking our ashes, by taking our mourning, by taking our spiritual heaviness, and giving in exchange for our ashes, mourning, and spiritual heaviness, beauty, the oil of joy, and the garment of praise. The way God makes us acceptable is his vengeance. Did you hear that? He makes what is unacceptable the very currency that we use to purchase.
purchase from him what is acceptable. Glory be to God. In his economy, please hear, this is the economy of the kingdom. In his economy, we give him our valueless bondages for his valuable virtues. A lot of us don't understand this deal. That's like a rich man coming up to you and telling you, for every piece of lint you got in your pocket, that ain't worth nothing, I'm going to give you a thousand dollar bill. Just empty your pocket of all your lint and you can have a thousand dollar bill for every piece of lint that you have in your pocket. And, 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 and a rich man coming to you and telling you this, for every worthless card you still got in your wallet or purse, every card that you can't even read it no more, every piece of paper with somebody's phone number, you can't even remember whose phone number it is no more, every piece of information you still got in your wallet or purse, I'll give you a thousand dollars for it. Glory be to God. And then what, what's, the, what's our response? Oh man, glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'll be happy to empty my pocket of all my lint. I'll be happy to empty my, empty my wallet of all of my worthless cars. But I came to find out that is not the testimony of the church. I came to find out that that would seem like what we would do, but that is not what we do. What we do is we say, no, no, I can't give you this lint because you don't understand what I've been through. I can't give you this waste because you didn't grow up like I grew up. I can't, I can't give you this lint because you don't understand what it did to me when they did it to me. See, our problem is we say we want the exchange, but we actually want an excuse to stay like we are. We don't want the exchange. Most of us would walk away with lint instead of money. And I'll people say, no, I wouldn't. Were you walking around with linen in the spirit instead of King transformation? Why are you walking around with linen in your pocket instead of transformation? That, that, that transformation is worth more than those thousands of dollars. So, so this is what we got to understand. The power of proclamation. Amen. Through the power of proclamation. Ashes, mourning, and spiritual heaviness, get this, this is going to mess y'all up if you catch it. Ashes, mourning, and spiritual heaviness, Taylor, are acceptable offerings. Right. Because we're in the acceptable year of the Lord. Right. The acceptable year of the Lord ain't a time. The acceptable year of the Lord is a man. Right. Come on. In him we live. You're in the acceptable year of the Lord if you're in Christ. Do you understand the Sabbath ain't a day? That's why people argue the Sabbath is on Saturday. See, y'all ain't saved because y'all ain't doing the Sabbath on Saturday. No, you're not saved because you're so shallow and you've never actually entered into a realm of the Spirit. And so all you can do is use your flesh to say we're not saved because of Saturday. But the Sabbath is not a day. The Sabbath is a man named Jesus. The Sabbath is rest. Come unto me, all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I shall give you Sabbath. Sabbath is a man. I shall give you rest. Sabbath ain't no day. Sabbath is every day. Because I'm in that man every day. I, I'm resting a day. I don't wait for su- Sunday. Every day should be like Sunday. Every day is like Sunday when you're in Him. The acceptable year of the Lord is not a time. The acceptable year of the Lord is a man. This is the key. This is where we get in trouble. There, 
ashes mourning and spiritual heaviness are acceptable offerings, not acceptable claims. All right. Come on. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble right here. All right. They are perfectly fine offerings, but they are unacceptable claims. All right. And if I offered it, I won't leave with it. Come on. God wants our dysfunctions. See, some of us misheard what I said. See, I knew I was all right with my dysfunctions. God wants our dysfunctions as an offering, not an explanation. He does not need you to explain your dysfunction. He said, offer it. Bring it to me. Drop it and walk away. I do not want an explanation on your dysfunction. I don't need an explanation of why you still struggle. I don't need an explanation of why you're still like that. I'm not asking for you to explain that. I want it as an offering because this is the acceptable year where you can drag depression in my presence and leave with joy. This is the acceptable year where you can drag addiction into my presence and leave with victory. This is the acceptable year where you can drag rejection into my presence offer it and live with acceptance in the beloved I don't want an explanation drop it on the altar why wouldn't you offer it when you can there's going to come a time when you can't you're still claiming depression you're not offering it you're still claiming offense you're not offering it you're still claiming anger you're not offering it you're still claiming depression you're not offering it you're still claiming struggle with pornography you're not offering it right now it's an acceptable offering you can give them lint and get a thousand you can give them worthless cards and get thousands why wouldn't you offer it why you can it's the acceptable year of the Lord. Nobody, I do not want to hear your dysfunction as an explanation of you being dysfunctional. Offer it so you can stop being dysfunctional. Nobody needs your explanation. I already know why you're bound. I don't need the specifics. We were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. I don't need your explanation of why you're a man that likes men and a woman that likes women. I know why. You don't understand you weren't born like me. I was born just like you. In sin and shaped in iniquity. Stop trying to make something simple more complex to keep you in bondage and to excuse Come on, man. It's so, it's so come. No, it ain't. Come on. Offer it. It's an acceptable year of the Lord. There's going to come a time where lit no longer won't get you a thousand. There's going to come a time where depression no longer gets you the glory. There's going to come a time where anger no longer gets you the glory. There's going to come a time where struggling in my mind no longer gets you the glory. But right now, right now. offer it. Stop claiming it. Listen, listen to me. When the proclamation goes forth, God is giving you a garment of praise in place of depression. That proclamation produced an atmosphere of exchange, making depression an acceptable offering. In 
behind you. Y'all got to hear this. This is such good news because sometimes we drag in the house of God and beat ourselves up for the way we struggled all week. And God actually saying, that's the most valuable offering you can give me. Give me, if you would not just claim it, but just offer it, I would give you beauty for it. I would give you joy for it. I would give you praise for it. That's the most, that's how you get it. That's, that's how you get the, bring your currency in and just know when you offer it, I'll take it. Just know when you offer it, I'm bad enough to go down in the grave, bury it, and rise back up without it. I'm bad enough to leave it. So, in Christ, depression is an acceptable offering from which we can receive a new garment of praise. You can pay for a new garment of praise with depression. Whoever, I, you telling me I can go to Macy's? Because I got the biggest lip bombs in my pocket. And the bigger the lip bombs, the more I can purchase. You tell me I can go in the Louis Vuitton store because I got massive lip. And get out of there anything I want as long as I'm willing to no longer claim the lip. Depression is a perfect offering, but it's an unacceptable claim. I'm going to say that again. Depression is a perfect offering. It's an unacceptable claim. Don't make an excuse for your depression. Don't seek people's pity. Don't try to give your history of why you fight with it. Exchange it. It is the acceptable year of the Lord. It is the day of vengeance. Let God get his vengeance and look at the devil and look him in the face and say he came in depressed and he left with joy. He came in with the depression you gave him and I made that the thing he needed to get joy. He came in with the sin you gave him and I made it what he needed to enter into righteousness. He came in with the anxiety you gave him and he came out with the peace that surpasses all of understanding. You're the one who gave him the money for the victory that he's walking in. You're the one that gave him the money for the glory he's walking in. You're the one who paid for the garment of praise. You're the one who paid for the joy. You're the one who paid for the peace. The day of vengeance of our God is making us accepted. My God, my praise, the devil paid for it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? My peace, the devil paid for it. Glory be to God. My victory, the devil paid for it. The faith that I'm walking in, the devil paid for it. The consistency that I have, the devil paid for it. I got it all by the money he charged through accusation. Thank you for your accusation. You financed this move of God. Thank you for your accusation. You financed this outpouring. Thank you for your accusation. You finance this adulation. Thank you for the accusation. You finance this shout. You finance this hand clap. You finance this joy. You finance this dance. You finance this confidence. I need somebody that was approved for financing through the attack of the enemy to stand to your feet and begin to bless the... This was paid for. 
against vengeance by making us acceptable. And we pay for it through what we did that was unacceptable. I'll give you beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise. I will take what is worthless and actually toxic is what I'm going to use to give you everything the devil tried to bring you into sin, not to give you. It's God's vengeance. Listen to me. Listen to me. In Christ, you may be seated. Everybody saying, we're in the acceptable year. Yeah. That's all I need. In Christ, we're in the acceptable year. And they're like, well, how long does a year last? A day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day in the Lord. This is going to last a long time. Right? So, in Christ, watch this, through the power of proclamation. We can't forget that. It's all connected to proclamation. Everybody say proclamation. proclamation. Through the power of proclamation, anger, anxiety, rejection, offense, are all acceptable offerings. Right. If you're offended right now, guess what? You got an offering you can bring. If you're in fear right now, you got an offering. Come on, if you are angry, you got an offering. Come on, if you are not ready to leave your husband or your, you got an offering. They are, they are perfect offerings, but unacceptable claims. If after proclamation of victory, if after proclamation of deliverance and breakthrough in areas of anger, addiction, rejection, and offense, we yet claim we fight with anger, we yet claim we fight with addiction, we yet claim that we are the way that we are because of rejection or offense, we have failed to make an exchange in an atmosphere of exchange produced by the power of proclamation. You're that way because you refuse to offer it. You still wanted to claim it. So now what we got to understand is we have. I have to stop now feeling sorry for you because you're still like that. I can't feel sorry for you because now that's giving you extra motivation to say somebody understands you. But if somebody really understands you, they will tell you, harden not your heart in the day that the Lord is knocking on your heart. Let him in even now. This is a now word. You are not getting free tomorrow. You can offer it now. You are not changing tomorrow. You can change now. You are not getting through tomorrow. It is not a process. Stop taking the devil's lies. It is an offering. Thank you, Lord. No, I don't feel sorry because you're claiming something you can offer. It's the acceptable year of the Lord. We are, this is, baby time is over. Kingdom life was a daycare. Glorious remnant revival community is a, a, a church on the move going to promise in the kingdom of God. I'm, we're not babysitting people who refuse to let go of what they could have let go of. This is the acceptable year. Why you still got that in your pocket? This is the acceptable year. Why you still got that in your mind? This is the acceptable year. Why you still got that in your heart? I offer
offered it unto the Lord, but I'm still struggling with it. I've never seen somebody offer $5 and still be able to leave with them $5. If you offered it, you wouldn't have it. You never offered it. Right? So, so, so now, watch this. Proclamation gives us permission to begin offering what we've been claiming and receive beauty for it. And receive increase for it. And receive joy for it. And receive favor for it. And receive healing. You do not, you already got what it costs to pay for healing. You do not, you already got what it costs to pay for favor. In Christ, discouragement is an acceptable offering. Anybody been discouraged this week? I just want to encourage you. You got a whole lot that you can offer on this altar today and receive an exchange for it. In Christ, struggling with sin is an acceptable offering, not claim. Right. I'm going to say that again. In Christ, struggling with sin is an acceptable offering, not claim. You offer that sin because he already died to free you of that sin. So the only reason you got it is because you won't let it go. It ain't got you. It can't have you because he ain't got keys to lock you in it. Jesus has the keys to death and hell. There is no sin that has you locked up. There is no such thing as a soul tie. It can't be a tie. He ain't got the keys to tie it up. He ain't got the keys to lock it up. Sin in Christ is by choice. Never by force. Never by force. He has the keys to death and hell. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. Do y'all hear what I'm just saying? I just want to make an announcement up in here. This is an, we, we have now moved from Isaiah 60 hour to Isaiah 61 fulfillment. The spirit of the Lord thy God is upon us to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This month of March is the month we can offer everything by faith. We know we shouldn't be claiming. March is the month we offer the sin we shouldn't be claiming. March is the month we offer the addiction we shouldn't be claiming. March is a month we offer the oppression we shouldn't be claiming. March is a month that we offer the things we can't get over because of what people did to us. We shouldn't be claiming. I proclaim this month the month of exchange. Glory be to God. You will exchange lifelong struggles this month. You will exchange hereditary diseases this month. You will exchange mental struggles this month. You will exchange fear this month. You will exchange Poverty this month. You'll exchange rejection this month. You'll exchange insecurity this month. I need somebody here that recognizes this is an atmosphere of exchange by way of the power of proclamation to bless the this month. This month. This month I make exchanges. This month I'm exchanging this sin. This month I'm exchanging this addiction. This month I'm exchanging this depression. This month I'm exchanging this anger. This month I'm exchanging this offense. Proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. 
and the day of vengeance of our God. Guess what? Every time you give what's worthless, God sits up in heaven and says, I just got vengeance. His vengeance ain't getting you for what you're doing. His vengeance is, is giving you what you don't deserve in spite of what you did. That changes everything. His vengeance ain't getting you for what you did. His vengeance is giving you what you don't deserve in spite of what you did when you finally offer it. Last month was the month of adulation. This is the month of proclamation. This is the month where we proclaim what thus saith the Lord and everything that doesn't line up with kingdom in our lives. But we can recognize and discern inside of our hearts, inside of our minds, and inside of our spirits. This is the month we bring it and offer it on the altar. This is the month where we leave it just like we leave our tithe. We leave it just like we leave our offering. Proclamation releases upon you the grace to stop claiming what's not kingdom. Everybody understand what I'm saying? God's vengeance. Listen, I'm going to show you a couple of things and I'm done. Hallelujah. God's vengeance is making what we have that's worthless be the very thing that's worth his riches in Christ Jesus. Right. That's the vengeance of God. Hallelujah. I just want you to know you got money. Anybody came in here with some money? I'm going to show you this because this is so key that we understand this. I need to explain a couple more things and I'm almost done. Isaiah 61 verse number 3. It says, and I'm going to read this verse again because I need you all to notice something because we got to get to trees and rivers. I've been trying my best to work back to Revelation 22 and Ezekiel 47. And every time I do, this jumps in my place and this jumps in my place because I couldn't get there until I dealt with this. I couldn't hear it all, but now it makes sense of why I couldn't get there yet. But we're about to go there now in a minute. We're not going there today, but this is going to help us get there. Isaiah 61 verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for what? morning. How do I get joy? How do I get joy? Not morning. How do I get joy? Giving up morning. I don't just get it for morning. You can mourn all day and not get joy. It's not until you give it up. You got to offer it. Right? The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. How do I get the garment of praise? I give up the spirit of heaviness. I give up claiming the spirit of Right? right? Look at what it goes on to say. This is where I want to go, and this will probably be the last chunk we deal with. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Notice that planting follows exchanging. Y'all see that? That they might be trees, I need to take a slow because you can't miss this. That they might be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. What must we do that we might be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord? 
exchange beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Exchange must precede planting. If there was no exchanging, there is yet to be planting, at least by God. The planting of God wants our history and dysfunctions, watch this, as an offering, not an explanation. I got I don't need you to explain why you're that way. I need you to explain why you ain't offered it yet. Amen? As we give up our claim on what's worthless, we enter, in, we enter into rooted relationship with Jesus and with the Father. If we haven't said yes to exchange, then we haven't been planted by the Father. That explains a whole lot. Nothing can grow that ain't been planted. So now we're frustrated at people. Why aren't you growing? Why aren't you changing? Why ain't God moving in you? Why you ain't getting deeper in God? Why are you still saying that still? Why are you still there still? Well, he explains everything. You can't expect a plant to grow that ain't planted. If you have failed to exchange, you ain't been planted. That you might be the trees of God, the planting of the Lord. If there is no exchange, you might be planted. God just didn't plant you. And if you plant yourself, you can't grow yourself. One man's plant, one man sow, another man water, but God gives away. Only God can make you grow. And if he didn't plant you, he ain't going to make what grow, but he didn't plant. And if you're still claiming your dysfunction, you ain't been planted yet. So now as leaders, you ain't got to get mad at folks who ain't growing. They can't. They ain't planted. They're still claiming stuff they shouldn't be claiming. No matter how much word they get, they won't grow. They're not planted. That's like getting mad at a carrot for not growing on the counter. Why you won't grow? You're on the counter. You got to be planted to grow. And you're claiming stuff that's keeping you from being planted in him. (laughs) Amen? If we're claiming what we should be offering, there can be no planting. That explains why you're not growing. That explains why your marriage is still where it is. That explains why your mentality is still where it is. That explains why no matter how many times you try to get over it, it's still there. Because you can't make yourself grow. God has to give the what? So there's no growth from attitude. There's no growth from habits. There's no growth from offense. There's no growth from bondages. They are are not offerings. They're just my explanations because I'm not planted. Once you're planted, they're no longer explanations. They're offerings. Oh, I I, I am offended. Am I? I'm running to the house of God. I'm a... God, fix me, fix me, change me. No, no, I'm running to the house of God. And I'm going to drop that thing on the altar. And I'm going to live and not die. What do you mean? I got something to pay for some more glory. There is no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. 
you're in an Old Testament paradigm trying to repent. You don't repent in sackcloth and ashes. You repent with dancing and clapping. Because, why? Because if I was in the Old Testament, they'd be stoning me right now. If I was in the Old Testament, they'd be putting me in a barn saying, unclean, unclean, unclean. If I was in the Old Testament, I wouldn't even have a right to be married with all the people I already slept with. But I'm in the acceptable year of the living God. I can bring my offering unto the Lord and he'll accept it for my glory. I need somebody in here that'll bless the God that'll take my lift. Bless the God that'll take my stress. Bless the God that'll take my mess. Bless the God that'll take my attitude. If I offer it, just offer it. Give it up. Repeat. Make the exchange. The proclamation has been made. Beauty for ashes. Joy for mourning. Every, every heretical disease, we exchange it. Every generational curse, we're exchanging. Every offense, we're exchanging. Poverty, we're exchanging. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. There was a time when the saints couldn't offer what we can offer and be blessed for. Come on. And when we can offer it and be blessed, we hold on to it. It's the acceptable year of the Lord. The day of vengeance. Of our God. Look at this. Look at this. Go to Matthew chapter 15. Come on, you can offer it. You and your spouse didn't get along. Don't you dare leave here mad with them. Offer it. Y'all know y'all didn't treat each other right this weekend. Offer it. You know your attitude was sour. Offer it. Don't excuse it. Don't make a claim. Well, you just don't know. You just don't know. Offer it. Stop trying to make it an explanation for it. Give it up. And you can be blessed. Our problem is in our flesh, we want to justify. We want to justify the thing that's keeping us from the promise instead of repent and give up the thing that's keeping us from the promise. I don't care if you know why you're wrong. Use knowing what's wrong to fix it. I'm waiting. All right. God already told you what's wrong. See it. Come on. He already fixed what was wrong by dying on the cross. Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15. Look at this. Matthew 15, verse number 10. Religion teaches us to hide our real inner world, to train ourselves to hide our real inner world until we buy ourselves. And so we, we learn how to say, yes, sir, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am, 
in public, but still stand in complete opposite of what's being released in private. And that's what many, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that many of you have learned too well how to wear mascara. When I really haven't changed, but I want to get credit for changing, I put on mascara as I changed, and all I've done was train an inner man not to come out during certain times. I've trained myself to hold it in until I get home. But my spouse knows how I really feel. My kids know how I really feel. Amen? That's our problem. Because we don't want to offer our dysfunctions. We want an excuse for our dysfunctions. Amen? And so we get what? What's the key word when I tell you? You're that way because you've chosen to be that way in spite of the word. What always happens every time. God, and so easy. the answer is easy, ain't it? Every single time, offense. You put offense up. Not any fence, a privacy fence. I wish I could preach up in here. I get the tallest thing I can because I don't want them knowing because I can't talk to them. They're too insensitive. They too. So I get a privacy fence and train my inward man to be good in public. Mascara. And because of your masquerade, you can never enter into exchange. You, can't, you cannot exchange. You cannot train what God wants you to give up. He, don't, you, he, he ain't going to train that. Not to live kingdom. Watch this. All right. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 10. And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth this defileth a man. Because the Pharisees without the Spirit tried to judge who was righteous and who was not, who was defiled and who was not. You don't even have eyes to see that. You've never even seen enough of God to decide between good and evil. Right and wrong. But they now they're standing in the face of God judging God because they ain't never seen God. They're sitting there telling God he's defiled because they're teaching about a God they ain't never seen. You don't qualify to tell right and wrong, good and bad, holy and holy. You ain't seen God. And so they're on point. You're defiled. They, they slap it down. I got it right because I know. And they got scriptures to back it up and everything. And completely wrong. Wrong. Because you ain't seen the word that you are now trying to teach. Alright? Watch this. Matthew chapter 15. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? They were, you know how they offended? Like, I, could, pretty much Jesus told them, who cares what you think is wrong? You ain't even positioned to even qualify to even say what's wrong. It ain't even what a man put in his mouth that defiled him anyway. That offended them. How you going to tell me? I know the scriptures. I quote the scripture. You know nothing. Right. Right? He goes on to say in verse 13, But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not 
planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, then both shall fall in a ditch. The disciples pointed out that the Pharisees were offended. Jesus' reply was, every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted shall be rooted up. In other words, God uses offense to get the plants out that were never planted by him anyway. So if you're offended, it's actually God saying you were never planted. So, so now what I need you to do is, if people won't listen, let them alone. If people going to do what they want to do, let them alone. People get mad when you just let them alone. Because if God didn't plant you, I sure can't keep you planted. I'm going to keep you in place and he ain't plant you. And you mad at me because I don't call you a plant that wasn't planted by him. Thank you, Lord. What do you want from me? Those who are planted make exchanges by proclamation. Those who are planted know what was preached last week. Those who are planted have experienced measures of the reality of what was preached last Wednesday. They are living in the reality of what was preached two Sundays ago. They can break it down to you right now. They can get the mic and preach what I preach because they're living in it. Because they have been planted by proclamation and made proper posture to make exchanges. I want to free somebody tonight because ministry is going to be easier than it's ever been. It's going to be easier than this. You don't understand. This is going to be the easiest time of ministry. This is going to be the most joyous time of ministry. This is the greatest day of our life. And I know for the religious, it makes your stomach coil. But for those who are humble, the humble shall hear thereof. And they shall be glad. Because what God is doing, I have not seen. Neither entered into the heart of men what's poured out in this place right now. Let them alone. Every plant that the heavenly father didn't plant shall be rooted up by a word called offense. That's, that offense is God going out to weed the garden. Watch this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. I'm going to show you this, and I'm almost done. Come on, somebody shout proclamation. Come on, somebody shout exchange. That they might be called trees of righteousness. Hallelujah. The planting of the Lord. Wow. Through the power of proclamation, which produces an atmosphere of exchange. We become trees planted by the rivers of living water. He, he doesn't just plant us anywhere. Now, Isaiah 61 just says here, go, 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 planting of the Lord. 
trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Isaiah 61 tells us that we're planted. But there's other psalms like Psalms chapter 1 and then other places like John 7 or Jeremiah 17 that tell us where God plants us. He plants us by rivers. He plants us by rivers of living water. I'm about to throw a curveball right here. I'm going to say that again. He plants us by rivers of living water. John 7 and 38. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The Father plants us by rivers flowing out of the belly of an apostolic leadership. You know why some people can't get planted? Because they don't honor the river. Well, you hear what I'm saying? You know why some people can't grow? Because they don't recognize the river ain't flowing down the stream. It's flowing out of the belly of a man or woman of God that has been in his face. And until you honor the river, God ain't going to plant you by the river. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I declare over you today, man and woman of God, that there's a river of life flowing in this house, giving us the grace of proclamation and giving us the grace of exchange. I call you tree to plant yourself. I call you man to plant yourself. I call you woman to plant yourself. You can't get planted and you reject the river that you're supposed to be planted by. God, this should be a leadership message. How you gonna be planted and you you hate the river? How you gonna be planted and you disagree with the river? You think that we're throwing around ideals. You think we're throwing around theories. I ain't throwing around ideas and theories. Something's flowing out of me. I don't get up here every week because I came up with ideas. But I got something in me that won't stop flowing. I got something in me that won't stop speaking. I got something in me that won't stop going after God. I got something in me that won't stop hearing Him. I got something in me that won't stop praying. I got something in me that won't stop seeking. It's a river. And if you would plant yourself by the river, eventually you will enter into a measure of being a river. A tree that doesn't recognize the river can't be planted by. The, the problem with, with natural trees and, and human trees, because we're trees, problem is you can plant a tree where you want to. But, but men and women as trees must be planted as God leads. Man, I want to hit something else. But I might need to save it. Look, she was saying, go. Go, Pastor. I, I want to stop right here. But then I, I know there's something we need because we're trying. I'm trying to work us to 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 uh, the position of of um, of Ezekiel 47 and Revelation 22. Right. Because if you if you ain't a tree planted, you can't have leaves. Come on. And if you can't have leaves, you can't release healing. All right. Come on. We're supposed to release healing 
by our virtue, our vitality, our life. Our fruit don't heal people, our leaves do. That means I can release healing when I ain't in season. I'm trying to help you understand something about I'm, I'm going to deal with it later. Releasing the power of God ain't got nothing to do with season. All right, come on. Because it's the leaves. And in the kingdom, there is no fall. All right, come on. Come on. We always have leaves. I'm going to say this. Because in the kingdom, there is no fall season. Now unto him who is able to keep me from falling. There is no fall. I always got leaves. Always. I don't care what seasons you call one season in the kingdom ain't fall. Never. I'm almost done. Look at this. Isaiah 61 verse number 4. Look at this. 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 Isaiah 61 verse number 4. Tanda bakondiat. Anybody feel the power of God? I feel the power of the living God. Isaiah 61 verse number 4. And it says here, this is so powerful. And I'm close, I promise I'm going to close that to this. It's so powerful. This will help get us to next week. And make sure we kind of stay on track with what I sense in my spirit. All right. Isaiah 61, verse number 4. And they shall build the old ways. Who is the they? And they shall build the whole old ways. Who is the they? And they shall raise up the former desolations. Who is the they? And they shall repair the way cities. Who is the they? Better yet is the they me. Are you a part of the they? Am I a part of the they? That shall build. Right? 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 They is very, the desolation of what? Many generations. Who are the they that shall build? The they who have been planted by the Lord. The they that have properly stewarded the atmosphere of exchange, who by faith heard and honored the proclamation, who are not claiming what they're supposed to be offering. Because when we're in the acceptable year of the Lord, we no longer claim what we can offer. Right. Right? He said, those are the builders. Everybody ain't builders. Right. It, the builders are a they. Come on. on this rock. See, because anytime we minimize Christianity to surviving, we disqualify ourselves from building. Come on. We did not walk in victory because we, we didn't let the world kill us. Right. Come on. It already couldn't kill you. He got the keys to death and hell. It couldn't kill you already. It was before you figured out it couldn't kill you. It couldn't kill you. Right? That ain't it. Who are the... On this rock, he shall build his church, but everyone is not a builder. This is the next thing we must understand so we'll stop asking people who aren't builders to build stuff they can't build. Everyone can't build the church. 
Come on. Amen. Amen. He's not talking about building a physical facility. I can help raise money for He's not talking about building a building. He's not talking about building church membership. I know how to get more people to come to church. He's not talking about building that. He's not talking about building a brand. JCM Ministries, building a brand, learning how to build GRRC. He's talking about rebuilding generational righteousness. All right. Everybody can't rebuild generational righteousness because they're too overwhelmed by the evil of the generation. Come on. Too many people want judgment instead of vengeance. Builders have to want vengeance and not judgment. Right. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Thank you, God. Builders are people who are overwhelmed with evil. Right. Anytime you commercialize evil, anytime you commercialize how bad it is, anytime you're always talking about what folks are going wrong, how far they're going, how bad things are getting, you are a walking billboard for the devil. And exalting his power way beyond. We can never be impressed by the devil and actually be a builder. Come on now. Thank you, Lord. You can never talk more about what the devil's doing than what God has promised and be a builder. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. He's talking about rebuilding generational righteousness. One generation restoring what's been broken down from multiple generations. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And they shall build the old ways. They shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities. The desolations of many generations. We are builders of generational righteousness. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Marriage has been broken down over the last 50 generations, and God is raising up a generation that will restore it. Thank you, Lord. For one man leaving his mother and his father and cleaving to his wife and the two becoming one flesh and what God has put together let no man set asunder it'll be a man that's only known his wife and a wife that's only known one man God see now you can't even see that unless you walk by faith because everybody's walking in pornography everybody's stripping everybody's sleeping together without being married and if you're over impressed by that you can't build this but if you are understand the promise of God is for us to restore the desolation of many generations. I can help build the city where there'll be a man who only knows one woman in the midst of a sex pool, where there's a woman that only knows one man in the midst of pornography and perversion at your fingertips. They will restore. I need to see the builders get excited. People that are over impressed by folks showing their cleavage when they're walking down. I don't care if she's showing her cleavage. Let's go and build. Come on, I need some people that
and working. I don't care if they're walking, holding hands, and they're same sex. Let's go and build because we're about to build and, and, and restore. We're going to restore. Please hear me. Genesis gender orientation. We're in the beginning. God made male and female. Where a boy knows he's a boy and a girl knows she's a girl. Created of the opposite sex and not for same sex. There is a generation that's going to restore the desolation of gender confusion. I don't want to know about all the laws being passed. Let's go and build. Where are the builders that will build on the promises? I'm not overly impressed by what the Senate is doing. Where are the builders? Because Isaiah 60, 1 and verse number 3, overrides the law passed in 2010 on same sex. I'm here to tell you, can't no bill erase the verse. Where are the builders? In order to be a builder, you got to live for something you can't see, and most people can't. If you're only impressed by what you see, you can't build what can't be seen yet. We are builders. We are builders of New Testament believers. Come on. We are builders of New Testament. I know you can't see it, but, but New Testament believers, signs follow them. They heal. They raise his head. They heal the sick. And, and now, because you're not a builder, you say, well, I don't see nobody being healed. I don't see God moving like that because you're not a builder. But, but, but those that are building say, come on, let's go be. God told us that we'll lay our hands on the sick and they recover. God told us that we'll work miracles. Let's go be. Let's build on the glory. Let's seek the place of our God. Let's set boundaries around Jerusalem. Let's build the walls of salvation. Let's restore the gates of praise. Come on, get that Sunday. Let all that are in Zion, let his scepter be raised out of Zion. In the name of Jesus. There are observers and there are builders. And you can't make yourself a builder if you haven't been planted. You can't help but observe because you ain't been planted. So darkness will always impress you more than light. You understand, I'm more impressed with this verse than I'm impressed with how many people are married in this county of the same sex. I'm more impressed with this verse. I'm more convinced by this verse than them. Because what is seen is temporal. God, I wish I had some people. See, now if you were by the river, you would have caught that. But some of you ain't been planted, so that went roll down the stream and you're still walking by side again. But those who know that that which is seen is temporal, but that which is not seen is eternal. Do you understand we're building that which is eternal? Because heaven and earth shall pass away. And my Bible says there shall be a new heaven and there shall be a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Let's build. Come on, let's build. 
Come on, let's build the generations. Come on, let's build. Let's let's build the generations. Let's build. Come on, marriage to the place that when our children get married, it'll be better than it was when we got married. So they can build on marriage, and when their children get married, it'll be better than it was when they got married. So they can build on marriage until it gets back to Genesis chapter number two, and a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. Come on, let's be. Son, I'm here to tell you right now, you're going to continue what I be. Daughter, I'm here to tell you right now, you're going to continue what I be. Come on, let's build gender identity back. Where a man is created in God's image and a woman is created in God's image and they are different sexes. There is no confusion. Let's build it. So we can raise a generation where there's no gender confusion in the camp. We gotta work for what we don't see, and we can't do that until we stop being overly impressed by what we do see. We got something we can build. Can y'all feel that? I'm telling you right now, that wakes me up in the morning. I'm telling you right now, that gets me going every day to know I can build something. And like David, I can pass it to my Solomon. Yes, Lord. And what I couldn't build because my hands was too bloody. I was still fighting with the righteousness of God. I was still fighting with the law. What my hands couldn't build because they were too bloody. I can pass it to Solomon and declare unto Solomon, you're innocent by the righteousness of the living God. You don't have to perform for his approval. But come on. Let's be. You're under a new order. It is not the order of the Levitical priesthood. You're under the order of Melchizedek. It is a new and living way, which Jesus made through his own flesh. And son, you can eat his flesh. And son, you can drink his blood. And you can have life on the inside of you. Let's be. Our children, our children aren't designed not to do, not, not, just not to do what we didn't do. We did not give them the victory because they didn't drink like we drank. No, 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 no. We're supposed to give them something they can build on. They're supposed to be builders. I'm here to tell you right now. One of the best things you can do as a, a parent is be planted. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. The be, one of the best parenting is planting. That's the best forms of parenting. Because when your children go home and see you really don't honor what's being preached, they treat it like the form you treated it in. Right. And they know in secret it really ain't got power, or at least they think it doesn't because it really ain't got power to you. Right. You can't dishonor the river and trick me into thinking you got power. Come on. Thank you, Lord. You might be able to fool a lot of people. Give me five minutes talking to you. I know. Come on. I'm going to take one. I'm going to take one. Everybody standing to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
God, I felt that in my spirit. I felt that. Man, that was good. That was good. Oh, God. Look, can we do that again? Can we just rewind? I want to put the rewind, rewind button because I'm sure something will come out that didn't come out the first time I said it. This is good. 